The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick. You're listening to Matt Slick Live. If you want to give me a call, as usual, all you got to do is dial 877 877- Two zero seven two two seven six. We have nobody waiting right now. Hope you had a good weekend. I rebuilt my computer, and uh, by doing that, I uh, still have, still uh, making adjustments here, minor adjustments, and I'll be making some during the show here. Not a big deal, but it's a good thing I was a computer tech for years, and so I can do all that kind of stuff, and um, needed to do that. So it was a lot of fun. I enjoy it, you know. I, I do enjoy it. Uh, but there you go. All right. So, hey, look, if you want to give me a call, like I said, 877-207-2276. I want to hear from you. Give me a call. And I hope you all had a good weekend. Okay. Now, um, so uh, I went and saw the movie Oppenheimer last night. And uh, I almost walked out a couple of times. Um, so I'm going to tell you. I'm going to probably do a review on it, but, um, uh, so all, I've read all these reviews and, and I wasn't really going to go see it, but I thought, okay, all this stuff, people are saying, oh, how great it's going to be or how great it was and stuff like that. And so I went and saw it and uh, I was bored. <laughs> you know, take a, you know, from, you know, if, I'm not the best movie critic, let's put it that way, but I was bored. And it was episodic. Uh, that means that went from scene to scene, backwards, forwards, present. What was it? then? You had to really pay attention the whole time, and then, and then several times, several times, there, things are happening. And I'm like, what are they talking about? What's going on? Why this? Why that? And it really bothered me. Uh, so it was just difficult. And um, so. Uh, it was tough, all right? It was tough. And uh, like I said, I, I go, I'm going to leave. I'm just bored. But I didn't, and I stayed through. And uh, I almost have to warn you. I, 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 so I had to turn my head a few times because there was, uh, a, you know, uh, guys and girls, uh, a guy and girl doing stuff. And so I had to turn my head and uh, more than once. And it just was not necessary for the movie. Uh, it's the kind of stuff that, uh, you know, it was bad. It, it was just bad. And, and my recommendation is don't waste your money. That's my recommendation. I know a lot of people like it. Uh, and I read some reviews, how great it was. We saw one of the greatest movies. I am bewildered uh, why they would say that. I honestly am bewildered. I, I just don't get it. But uh, that's just me. You know, I like I like movies that are to the point and simple and um and you know the the kind of movie i don't like the kind of movie you have to what's going on and if my wife had been there because I, I went late on last night if she'd have been there i said well, do you understand what's happening uh so maybe it's just me maybe it's just me that i can't seem to follow what is going on uh, because i had a, a lot of trouble uh, doing that and it wasn't about so much the building of the bomb kind of a thing it was everything. It's, uh, well, 
and it's long too so i i just don't recommend you see it and uh and my daughter oh boy <laughs> my daughter she said she saw the barbie movie she goes dad you gotta see it i'm like oh crud yeah barbie that's what i want to go see a barbie movie i have to go in with a mask on i don't be seen and and she said, no, it's pretty good. So I don't think I'll be saying that, but um, apparently it's made a lot of money. And uh, so I don't know. You know, I, geez, I don't know. I, just, I guess I'm hard to please, you know. If it's not as good as Aliens, forget it. That's how I look at it. Yeah, I'm wasting my time. Probably yours, too. <laughs> it's all right. Hey, let's get on the phones here with Elijah from Pennsylvania. Elijah, welcome. You're on the air. Welcome. Hey man, uh, before I get to my question, before I get to my question, I just want to say thank you for giving us that movie review because because you know at first when I first saw the trailer for Oppenheimer, I was like, this man, man this movie looks boring. But then but then since I like you know you know you know the you know researching the history of the atom bomb, I was mm-hmm. gonna think about maybe maybe going to go see it. But you know after your review, you just confirmed what what I originally thought is that is that that movie just looks so boring. For me, it was. But, you know, I'm a little autistic, and uh, I'm using that as an excuse to, uh, because it was it was very well acted, very well directed. Uh, cinematography was great. It was all really well done. But it was as though a bunch of guys got in a room and said, okay, we have three plot lines, and let's put them into uh, three-by-five cards, now let's mix them up and then make them work together. It was like that to me. And like, what is going on? And then he was a, he was not a good guy morally. He was not. So, you know, yeah. Okay. Anyway, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't worry about it. So what do you got, right. man? What's up? Um, yeah, um, so, I uh, watched your debate. Uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. Again, okay. I won this guy. I can't. I can't remember his name. But anyway, it was. It was one of those debates where it was like four hours long, and then after the debate, you guys had basically a second debate, and and, and you kept hammering him on Jesus, saying that no one has ever seen the Father. So if 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 they weren't seeing the Father in the Old Testament, then then who are they seeing? And so and so so for me, that's that's basically like a a checkmate verse against oneness and Unitarians. So my question is, uh, uh, do you have any other uh, checkmate verses that are like basically okay. impossible for, for oneness and Arians to answer? Yes. Uh, so here's one of the things I, I'll do with them. I'll go to John 6. Now, I have to lay the foundation here. So in oneness theology, Jesus is the Father. They're one and the same person. So I say, okay, is that what's going on? Right, okay, and Jesus has two natures. Yes, yeah, so he has a divine nature and a human nature. And so this is what I'll do with him. I'll say, we go to John six thirty-seven, and it's Jesus says, all that the Father gives me. So who's the me? Because if the Father is giving to the Son, me, then who's the me? Well, that's Jesus, okay? But you said Jesus is the Father. So how, why does it say the Father gives me? Well, that's his human nature talking. Oh, it's his human nature talking. Okay. So all that the Father gives, which is the divine nature, really <coughs> to the human nature. Okay. That will come to me. The one comes to me, the human nature is talking. I will not cast out, for I've come down from heaven. 
So did the human nature come down from heaven? Well, no. Well, then, who came down from heaven? That's the Father. Okay, so it comes to me, that's the human nature, and then all of a sudden it's no longer the human nature. Now it's a divine nature talking? Yes, that's right. You know, for I came down from heaven. So I is the Father, came down from heaven, right? Not to do my own will, but that, what? what? So the, the, so Jesus is the Father who came down from heaven, but not the human nature, but the divine nature came down from heaven, right? Yes, not to do my own will, not to do whose will? Well, that's the, the human nature. Not to, so that the Father came not to do the will of the, of the human nature, came down from heaven, but the will of him who sent me? It's, so you see the problems when you start doing this? It makes sense? Yeah. You start doing stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's they got problems. It's one this is just bad. It's bad. Um. Yeah. Also, uh, I have a I have a, uh, a question about, about about what you think about this. Okay. So, this is YouTuber that I found about a year ago. Uh, I don't I don't really follow her you, anymore, but okay. she's yep. not popular. And and so so basically, she she used to be a trinitarian, and she said that when she was studying, she was convinced that the Trinity is biblical but then she said one day one day she heard a voice like literally audibly speak to her in her house and, and the voice said said no I am one and so she believed that this was the Holy Spirit speaking to her now I'm not trying to you know, you know speak against her experience or whatever but you know I would you know the Bible says the, the Bible says that we should Test the spirit. So, so um, then she started giving verses where she believes that it's speaking about the oneness of God. So she's she's now oneness because because she believes that. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, she doesn't uh, adhere to oneness Pentecostalism, but she does. She, she does believe in the oneness of God doctrine. So, but like, but, but like, but like, you know, you know, this is all because she believes that she heard the Holy Spirit actually speak to her and say that He is one. So. So my question to you would be: should, should, should we like not listen to a person that would say something like that, and instead go with the scriptures and and go with what they teach, and not with and not what a person says that they think the Holy Spirit said to them? Well, that's an easy one to answer. Of course, you go with scripture. Yeah, of course, because people come along and they want to boast. Oh, God talked to me. God told me. In my spirit, I know. And I say, but that contradicts Scripture. No, you're wrong. I know what God told me. And that's foolishness. And there are people who believe this. It's bad. So you always go with Scripture. You know, I had a, an incredible experience dealing with God's uh, presence. I really did when I was 17. It was life-changing. I submit it to Scripture. Just simple. Just submit it to Scripture. If it contradicts Scripture, then it's wrong. I don't care how powerful it was, and it was powerful. Okay? So, yeah, yeah, and this, you know, the oneness people, uh, they, you know, it's a cult, and uh, it, it's really bad. They don't know what they're doing. Um, I've offered to have debates with them and and, uh, and ask them difficult questions. What I like to do is have let them ask me difficult questions. 
you know, ask me to, you know, go ahead for a while, and then I'll answer. And I say, now it's my turn. And that's when I turn the heat up on them. And so uh, that's what I do with them. And, you know, the verses that you brought up, the seeing the Old Testament, seeing God, but not God Almighty, not I mean, not God the Father. And who is it? And then this stuff with John 6, uh, and there's other verses like this. That's just a good pericope to show you. you know, the two natures, you know, one nature speaking, they alternate back and forth. Uh, and then what that ultimately does is it's, and I can get into more complicated stuff, but it ultimately is denying the doctrine of the Trinity. And, or the two, I should say this, the uh, the two doctrine of the Incarnation, that's what I meant to say. Okay, so this is one of the problems that exists with the that cult. Okay, it is, it's a problem. Yeah, so, um, uh, what am I going to say? Uh, so, uh, what was my train of thought? It's all right. Um, yeah, I, I, all right, so, yeah, go ahead. No, that's okay, you go ahead. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah, so basically she she just, you know, gives scripture now of of, 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 of what she believes and, in, in like, in like, like how she believes that the Bible uh, basically proves oneness. And then, and then when I had uh, sent her an email, I tried to, you know, talk with her about it and, you know, all this stuff, but she just, she, she, she blocked me, you know, you know, you know, she didn't want to talk about it. Okay, hold on a sec, because you, you remind me, you made me laugh, and I'll, I'll, I'll get back from the break, I'll tell you something. Yeah, folks, we'll be right back after these messages. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276, we'll be right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Hope you uh, want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. I want to hear from you. Give me a call. Let's get back on the air with Elijah. Are you there, Elijah? Yep, I'm still here. Yeah, the reason I chuckled when you said what you said, she blocked you, is because... Um, uh, one of the guys in the radio show last week or something told me about this guy named Gabe, or some evangelist guy, and uh, oneness or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, that was me. you? Okay. Well, I contacted him, right? And uh, I said, hey, you know, uh, email exchange. And uh, I said, why don't, uh, you know, why don't we uh, we have a discussion? And he he uh, said, to have a debate is sinful, Romans one twenty nine, And then he blocked me. <laughs> and... Uh, so, you know, I kind of chuckled because it's like <laughs> he was arguing why I was wrong, which was debating, and then said I was it would be sinful to debate, and then he blocked me. So I thought it was rather childish, but uh, so I'm writing an article. Uh, you know, I've never written an article. It's okay for Christians to debate, and so I'm, I'll be releasing it today, as a matter of fact, and doing a video about it and and mentioning him a little bit. You know. Uh, so I chuckled. I got, you know, that's why. Because it's like, yeah, it's wrong for you to do that. So I'm not talking to you anymore. Goodbye. You know, it's like, what? What was that? You know? So anyway, it was sad. Sad but true. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think, I think that's, that's just what happens when people have a weak uh, positions. They just don't want to debate and they just block yeah. you. 
Yeah, he took the verse out of context, I understand. And, and he used the King James. And uh, that's just another reason. Don't use the King James if you could do serious studies. Just don't. That's it, all. It just, it just hinders you. You know, I'm not saying it's going to kill you or anything, but it, it just, oh, you got to just correct it. You know, I had to go in, look at the Greek. It's, this is, you know, this is why he got it wrong because he doesn't understand what's going on because of the King James. Anyway, so there you go. All right. Yeah. All right. All right, big man. Did answer it? Say that again. Did that answer it? Let me ask you a question, though. Are you really getting into to studying the uh, oneness stuff? You said, am I getting into studying it? Yes. Are you really studying it a lot? Because you're calling me a few times. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying you're getting into it, right? Is that it? Uh, uh, actually, actually, um, I, I, uh, you know, you know, my first became a Christian. I was Trinitarian, and then I think about maybe three years ago, I got deceived, and I started believing in oneness for about. I think maybe for, for for about two and a half years, and, and now I'm back into believing the Trinity again after watching many of your debates and others. And uh, I also I also uh, bought a book from from um well, what's his name uh, Bishop Jerry Hayes on what's called Godhead theology. I'm I'm, I'm mm-hmm. really mad to see to see and you know try to understand his position. And uh, oh yeah, I am I am studying it because I'm not. I'm not trying to like you know you know shut my eyes to it. I just want to you know you know study it to see where they're coming from and stuff. All right. Well, a couple of things. You know, I've debated Bishop Hayes, right? You know that. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. For you to be. Yep. yep. What'd you think of that debate, incidentally? Um. What? What? Uh. Po- what? 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 Uh, what pointed out, or, or, or should I say, what? What pointed out to me the most was. The part uh, I think where you said that uh, uh, his theology leads to a, a damnable heresy, where 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 he divine where, where he uh, rejects the divine nature on the cross or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's like, yeah, yeah, I think that's the part that stuck out to me the most. But but uh, I remember that uh, he had he had responded with, with a counterverse, which I don't think is a counterverse anymore, but. But he, he responded with Acts twenty twenty eight where where it says that the Holy Ghost purchased a purchased a church with his blood, so he thinks that the Holy Ghost in that verse is is, is Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. It wasn't a good comeback for him. But that you know, it's what it is. It's what it is. Yeah, I've talked to him a few times afterwards, uh, or since then I should say. We've had some encounters and um, you know, he's still believing false doctrine. Yeah, that's all. That's true. So, oh well, what are you going to do? You know. Okay. Yep. Okay, brother. All right. All right. I'll, I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. God bless, buddy. Okay. All right, God bless. God bless. All right. Let's get to Ken from Idaho. Hey, welcome. You're on the air. Ken. Hello, Ken, where are you? Hey, I'm talking to you. I'm not hearing anything. <laughs> Ken, can you hear me? I'll put him on hold here and we'll talk. He wants to talk about the rapture, which is good. I love talking about the rapture. I think the rapture is a great topic. I believe we're going through it. 
through, through the tribulation. I think we're going to be suffering. I think the uh, the work of the Antichrist is going to increase, and that we're not going to go through. We're not going to have a pre-trib rapture. That's my position. You know, I hope that. Uh, hope I'm wrong, though. I do hope I'm wrong. Let's try him again. Hey, Ken, are you there? Oops. I guess not. We lost him. Don't know what happened. Call back. Uh, we just had a little bit of a. Um, a bit of an issue there. Okay, now in uh, Clubhouse, I want to say thanks to Ernie uh, for your uh, your two dollar rant and Jesus Freak uh, five dollar rant. I just want to thank you guys. They're trying to get my attention <laughs> in order to, to turn the uh, Clubhouse stuff back on because uh, you know, I rebuilt my computer over the weekend and at the last minute I realized it was this one little thing that wasn't I forgot to do just one little thing for the radio show and I had to do it and it caught me off guard so I was a little bit slow and missed a a, a, a button or two that I had to go through. Alright, so no big deal. Now, uh, hey look, uh, what do you think about the rapture? Do you believe it's going to happen? Do you think we're going to go through the tribulation? Do you think we're going to get raptured out before the tribulation? Do you think there's going to be a literal thousand year reign of Christ? Now I know that I know that most churches teach that the blonde-haired, blue-eyed Caucasian surfer Jesus, who dressed at a woman's nightgown, uh, is so loving and kind that uh, he's not going to let the uh, the Christians go through tribulation and persecution and problems. And so we'll get raptured out. This is a, a basically a pretty American doctrine. Okay, It is. It's pretty dominant here in America, which is kind of a, a fishbowl mentality. You go outside and you talk to people outside our country, Christians are being murdered in India. They're being imprisoned in Iran. Uh, in Nigeria, they're being hacked to death with machetes and shot with guns. Their villages and churches are being burned down. And here in America, where it's comfortable, where we can drive in our air-conditioned, GPS-driven cars, or guided cars, I should say, get to church. And uh, I'm not knocking this. I mean, I'm just saying this is our world, right? It's it's comfortable, and and we can we can go in and we can be in church. Now, what would happen? What would happen? Say there's a church of 500 people, right? 500 people, and uh, you you hear some noise out in the parking lot, and you find out that people are. Uh, or uh, taking ice picks and and uh, doing your tires, flattening your tires in your cars, all over. They do hundreds because they're against Christianity. Hey, you going to go to church next week? What would you do? You know, little bits of, you don't even have that kind of persecution, but there are Christians all over the world suffering, and yet we're going to get raptured out. Not good. Hey, folks, give me a call, 877-207-2276. Be right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the show. If you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. Let's get to, let's see, Grant from Utah. Grant, welcome. You're on the air. How you doing, sir? Doing all right. Hanging in there. So what do you got? Uh, I got a question about... Um, you know, the, the in Book of Revelation, talking about, I think it was in chapter seven, talking about um, Jesus knocking at the door. Revelation three twenty. 
320, yes. Uh-huh. And I want to know what it really means, because I've asked other Christians, they're like telling me that we need to give Christ permission to come into our lives, blah, 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 you know. And I don't see any verses in the in the Bible telling that we give God permission to come into our lives when we, when we surrender right. to Him, when we get saved. You are so right. We surrender to Him. We don't give Him mm -hmm. permission. Yeah, that's humanist philosophy, that we're the ones who decide, we're the ones who give him permission. So let's look at this. This is the, uh, it's in Revelation 3, starting at verse 20, or I mean verse 14, uh, to Laodicea. And just so you know, I've been there. I've been to Laodicea in Turkey and going to go back next year. Really interesting to see the ruins and the the big area that it was. There was a lot of, there were a lot of homes there. There was a lot of commerce. Okay, a lot of stuff going on there. And so he says in verse 15, God, you know, Jesus says, I know that, I know your deeds, you're neither hot or cold. I wish that you were hot or cold, cold, because you're lukewarm, neither one will spit you out, and because you say I'm rich. And so they had a lot of commerce there. I remember we walked down the, uh, one of the main roads, and it's a little wonky because of, of Earth's change over the years. It's a little rippled, but the stones were beautiful, and it was a, a really nice walkway. And it really was like a sidewalk, except of stones. It was beautiful. I remember it whitish, light whitish kind of stones. It was great. Anyway, so he said, you say you're rich and become wealthy. It was a big area with lots of, of uh, money and commerce, like I said. But yet uh, you're really wretched, poor and blind. I advise you to buy from me gold, etc. Those whom I love, I reprove with discipline. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I'll come into him and dine with him and he with me. All right, so he's talking to the churches, the angel, to, uh, to the angel of the church in Laodicea, right? So he's talking generically to the churches, or seven churches. And it's really a great opportunity to go and be at all those churches, which I've done, and get to go again next year. So I'm just looking forward to it again. So what's yeah. happening here is it's not that it's you giving permission, an individual giving permission to ask, to let Jesus into your heart. He's standing at the door and knocks. If anyone hears, now why would you hear? Well, Jesus uh, is the one who opens the mind and to understand the scripture, Luke 24, 45. Uh, he opens the, uh, God opens the mind of Lydia to understand the scriptures in uh, Acts 16, 14. Now, some say, well, if it's going to be here, that just if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I'll come in to him and dine with him and he with me. And they assume that what that means is you have absolute libertarian free will, that it's simply up to you. Well, if that's the case, if it's the case that that is how it works, then why is it that God has to grant uh, that we believe, Philippians 129, why does he have to grant that we come to Christ, John 6, 65? They're assuming just the issue of, it's just up to you. But that's not what's going on here. Anyone who hears his voice does so because God has opened their hearts and their minds to understand. It's not up to the individual's sinfully enslaved will. It's up to God to open their hearts. And then when he does, they respond. And that's what's going on there. It's not the issue of the libertarian free will idea. And it's just up to you and your wisdom, that kind of a thing. Okay? 
and and and, and I always, you know, want to know what the real. You got to speak up a little. Like, yeah. I like I like you the way you translate it. It really helps me out. Okay. Yeah. And, and that's there was a question too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There was another question I I, I was confused about was the um uh you know the rapture you're talking about earlier where mm-hmm. yeah. the rapture is taken then the element uh, everything is burnt up. Mm-hmm. Where does that? thousand rain fit into that <laughs> that's the thing it doesn't because know. when you yeah that, that's what when I first uh, a friend of mine showed them to me and he didn't explain anything he says hey just want to read some scriptures and I did right. uh, I said, and then I, I looked up and I said oh there's no literal thousand year millennium I was converted right there on the spot right. and the verses you know being first Thessalonians 4 16 through chapter 5, verse 2, you know, the angel from di- will uh, descend from heaven and the voice of the trumpet will be caught up. That's the rapture and no problem. And mm-hmm. in chapter 5, verse 1, as to the times and the epics, brethren, you don't have anyone need to teach you anything about this. For You know full well that the day of the Lord will come just like a thief in the night. So the day right. of the Lord comes like a thief in the night. Okay, that's the rapture, right? And then this is for the people who don't know. I'm reviewing it. And then when you go to First uh, Peter, Second uh, Peter, Second Peter three, come on, here we go, come on. Um, yeah, there we go. Second Peter three ten. It says, "But the day of the Lord will come like a thief." Oh, okay, that's the rapture, right? It says, "In which the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the elements will be destroyed with intense heat." Well, that's supposed to happen after a thousand year reign of Christ. The premillennial view mm-hmm. says, but, but when I read those two sections, I went, "Okay, that's it. It, it just doesn't work." So those are the right. verses we're talking about, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Absolutely, I agree with that too. And I just want, you know, people need to read. Yeah, they do. And and, and instead of listening to preachers saying, "No, oh, pre-trib rapture, blah blah blah," you know. Yeah, I hope pre-trib's true. It might be. I don't think it is. It might be true. But when I read stuff like that, that's just about the millennium. That's just a millennium, and that doesn't prove or disprove the the, the preacher rapture. But what really throws a, a monkey wrench in that view for me is when you read through Matthew 24, and it talks about saying immediately after the tribulation of those days. And then it talks about Jesus returning. Well, some people say, well, that's two returns. There's a real problem, and I'll show you the problem. Because they'll say... Yeah, he's, he comes in the rapture, and then immediately after the tribulation, that you know the stars will sky from, uh, fall from the sky, then the Son of Man will appear in the sky, and and you know the great trumpet, and they'll be gathered together. That's the rapture after the tribulation. We see, and that, so there's two raptures. There's one uh, before the tribulation, and another one after. Well, the Bible never says there's two raptures. It only says one. And so, I look at that, and I say, okay, so then. After, the, from their view, the the second return of Christ or the full return of Christ with the, so to speak, second rapture, 
I say, okay, well, what what do you do when you go to Matthew thirteen thirty when Jesus says, you know, that the wheat and the tares? He says, allow them both to yeah. go together till the harvest. I'll say to the reapers, first gather the tares and and bind them in bundles to burn them up, but to gather the wheat into my barn. Well, he interprets that, and uh, he says the tares are gathered up at the end of the age. And I can get into that, but I won't. So if Jesus says the first ones gathered are the wicked then how is it that in the pre-trib rapture, the first ones gathered are the Christians? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I agree. So, yeah, so there's stuff like that, you know? Right. Because it's, it's, the Bible says, you know, the remnant. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's been like that since the beginning with Noah. They were the remnant. Yeah. Yep. Sodom and Gomorrah, Lot was the remnant. Mm-hmm. And it leads, it leads all the way to chapter 13. Same thing. Yeah. That's right. Anyway. That's right. Yeah, there's some issues there. I'm with you. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay, I, brother. I, I totally agree. Yep. I just keep reading. Yep. That's all I can do. That's all you can do. Right. Keep reading. And when I do this with people, they get... They... <laughs> I could talk a lot. You know, I don't. I'm not here to. I don't want to just ruin people's faith and 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 stuff like that. Even as Christians, you know, the Christians. But man, I'll tell you, the Christians are believing so much stuff they shouldn't be believing in. Right. You know, the humanist philosophy. Yeah, yeah, man. So, yeah, it's there. Anyway. Well, I'm glad you clarified that. It really helped me out. Like I said. Okay. Good. Well, thank you, sir. God bless. God bless you. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. All right. Okay. Hey, let's get to, let's see, we got, oh, we're about ready for a break, though. Let's see how far we can go. Lindy, Linda from Ohio. We got a break coming up, but, and there it is. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, Linda. Can you hold on, okay, till after the break, okay? And uh, we'll get Sure. All right. Hold on. We'll be right back, folks. After these messages, please stay tuned. Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. Let's get on the air with Linda from Ohio. Linda, welcome. You're on the air. Hi. Hi. I've listened to you several times now, mm-hmm. and I agree with mostly everything you say. Okay. And I have I've been trying for the last few years after studying a lot with Revelation, and I know a lot more about it. I read all the main characters' books, you know, like mm-hmm. everybody. Greg Lowry is one of my favorites, and, and everybody that's read, you know, written about the end times. And, and I feel like I understand mm-hmm. everything pretty well, mm-hmm. but I'm having so much difficulty being able to share any of it because most of the people that I, I'm not one to go out and try to preach to anybody, but I'm feeling burdened from the Lord to, to mm-hmm. talk to more people before the, the rapture happens. Mm-hmm. And no matter how I start the conversation, no matter which direction I go, I was wondering if you have something that will hold their attention, because it seems like everybody just says, <laughs> what do you want to focus on that for? Why do you want to dwell on that? That's all doom and gloom. Why don't you want to just think about the good thing? And then they don't want to hear it, so I can't make my point. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I wondered if you had enough experience with that to maybe 
how do you get them to listen? What's the one clincher that will hold well, their attention? Well, one of the ways to get them to listen is to wear a ski mask and you give a, a big black van and you have some friends and you get up <laughs> on the sidewalk, you, 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 you <laughs> capture them, you take them to a dark room and you tape their eyelids open. Well, that's one way. It might be more like the little old lady from Pasadena since I'm oh. 74 years old. I'm oh, going to well. stay home around my own people. So well, I have well. a brother and an aunt. I tried talking to him a little bit. My brother will listen a little bit, but then he says, one day he calls me up and he says, hey, everything you said is true. I, mm-hmm. It's really happening. But now he won't listen to me again, and he's not any that's further okay. than he was that I know of. See, think of it this way. Your job is uh, is sales, not production. Okay, God is the no, sovereign king. He's the, one who, he's the one who opens up the hearts and the minds. Your job is to simply present the information. One of the things I like to do is just simply ask a question or two and, and uh, see if they want to, so to speak, take the bait. You know, see if they want to, if they, if they think it's interesting to talk more. You know, and, and what's a good starting question? Like, well, are you just, ready for, do you know about the rapture? Are you interested in knowing about the rapture? Or I don't do talk about the rapture. Know that any day now, how, how would you ask what kind no, of question? No, I don't talk about the rapture, and I, I believe we're going through it all. I believe the, the rapture is going to happen after the tribulation. That's my view. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm finding out because. Well, here's the thing. Here, here's the now. thing. Okay, here's the thing. The rapture isn't the issue. The issue is Jesus and Him crucified. Because if you if people tell people about the rapture and it doesn't happen when they they say it what then their faith is ruined because they put it in the rapture. The issue is Jesus Christ and Him crucified, and so you you know have you done anything wrong? Have you done anything bad? And yes, well, what ought to happen to someone who does something bad? You know, what does God? What should, what should He do? And it, that's the conversation. And you want to show them that they're guilty of sin before God and he's well I'm guilty of sin in the past sure but not for the last 10 years I've been on the Lord's side the whole time and doing what I'm supposed to do but now since you mentioned it I'm wondering if it's not hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on you're making statements and jumping off off different directions you say are you saying you don't sin anymore well not intentionally (laughs) okay so you do sin all right. So, yes. No. You do it. It, it. There's only two kinds of sin we commit: the sin on purpose and the sin by accident. Okay. So, right. yeah, Correct. I wouldn't. Yeah. So, anyway. So here's the thing: is uh, you want to let them speak. You want to ask something and watch them and listen to them. So I'm unusual in that I have Aspergers, which is a uh, an autistic kind of a. <coughs> it's an autistic kind of a problem where. I have difficulty understanding social cues, and I still do. I'm 66. I still make mistakes, but my friends know it, and they don't care. And so what I do is I watch body language. I watch uh, how fast they talk, where their eyes go. I, I pay attention to see if they're interested, and I try and ask things that are provocative, and I watch. Like today, I was at a guy's work, and I talked to this one guy impromptu about why he needs Christian doctrine, and I watched him. Well, I'm talking, and then stopped, because I look for any any hint at all that uh, he's not interested, or it's time to change a topic, or whatever. Because well, we can't force them; you, you can only inform, and then do that gently, and 
and patiently. And I never get to second base. But my biggest, my biggest problem is right now what you said really struck me, and I wasn't intending to ask this question. Okay. But, but I think I'm going through things that weren't supposed to happen until after the rapture from what I was taught. <laughs> and I've got a plague in my life that is so bad that I am going crazy. I can't even figure out what to do. And it's killing me. And I, I can't understand why the devil... I know the devil attacks more when you're more into the Lord. But I can't understand what to do about it because I have I have a you severe trust. infection of mice, and I have gone through this now for over three weeks, and it's killing me. And I am not getting anywhere with it very fast. I'm getting some medication, and I'm getting some sprays, but oh. it's just like what the Bible talks about in, in what will happen in the in during the tribulation. That it, no, that's not it. And it's that bad. Okay, that's not it. Okay, no, no, no. Look, don't be tribulation uh, raptured minds. Don't don't have that mindset. Don't put your mindset on the rapture. Uh, that's a wrong mindset of us getting out of here. Put your mind on the Lord Jesus Christ and that we may or may not go through persecutions and to have a, a mind and a heart to praise him through it no matter what. That's what I'm doing, but it's really hard sometimes. Yes, I but know, I know it's that, hard. And I've been doing that. That's and I think about the people who are in prison, in prison and camps and stuff, just for being a Christian and just for talking about the Lord, and right. that keeps me going and helps. But man, it's just hard, you know. Yes, I know. This is one of the hardest things I've ever been through, and I've been my, through a lot. Well, let me tell you, my wife has worse issues that she's dealing with, and not to say yours is no, no, not a big deal, but but she, I don't know she if has there is anything worse. But she had. She has a lot of medical issues, and she's dealing with constant pain. And, you know, through all of this, she keeps keeps her eyes on Jesus. And that's what we're supposed to do, and praise him during all of those things. When people get their eyes set on the pre-trib rapture, then it can become an idolatrous thing. Uh, I'm not saying if you believe in pre-trib, it's idolatry. I'm not saying I know that. a person who's at that point. Well, okay. So I'm just saying that when people put their hopes in it rather than in Christ, that's a problem. That's what I'm saying, okay? All so right. basically you should just accept that it, whatever we're going through, it might be some of what we're going to go through through the tribulation or whatever you call it. That's right. But it doesn't right. matter whether it is or not. You just still focus on the Lord. But how do you, I tell the devil to get out of here every day. I'm like, don't talk to the devil. You don't, do, you don't pray to the devil. Don't pray to the devil. Don't pray to him. Well, he's real. No, no. Look, well, excuse me, excuse me. Look, I want you to hear me. Don't pray to Satan. Don't pray to I him. Pray to him. You, to okay, mind. hold on, hold on, hold on. you got to let me finish, okay? Don't pray to him. That's exactly what you're doing when you talk to him. I wouldn't pray to him. Okay, hold on. I'm trying to help you, Linda, Okay. When you talk to him, you're praying to him. When you talk to God, you're praying to God. When you talk to Jesus, you're praying to Jesus. When when the so-called Catholics think they just they talk to Mary, they're praying to Mary. Don't do that. Don't don't pray to the devil. Don't address him. You address the Lord Jesus Christ and ask the Lord well, Jesus to rebuke. Linda, I'm trying to help you. Ask Jesus. Talk to Jesus. You pray to Christ, and you ask Jesus to deal with him. You ask Jesus to rebuke him. Don't, okay, don't, I do, I do, oh. but I should Don't pray to the devil. Out, 
Don't pray to the devil. Don't talk to the devil. Don't do it. Okay? Too many Christians. They start talking like in their prayers to Jesus. Then start praying to, to Satan. Don't tell you Satan. Don't do that. That's that's, that's idolatry. Don't do it. Okay. So can All you right. answer one more question real quick? What sure, is real your fast. basis for? I haven't heard you long enough yet to understand. What's your basis basis for not um, thinking that the rapture will happen before the tribulation? Can you tell okay. me what? Uh, yes. Two things I'll, I'll tell you. Okay. When you go to Matthew twenty four, Luke seventeen, it says, "As it was the days of Noah, so shall it be the days of the coming of the Son of Man." For they were eating, they were drinking, they were giving in marriage to the day that Noah entered the ark. The flood came in, took them all away. Matthew 24, Luke 17 says the flood came and destroyed them all. The ones who were taken are the wicked. Two men will be in the field. One is taken, one is left. That's the wicked right. who are taken. All right? Now, in Matthew 13, 30, read the parable of the wheat and the tares. You should read all of Matthew 13. It talks about the first ones taken are the wicked, not the good. Jesus says so in Matthew 13, 30. Well, I never, never okay. heard that. Well, yeah, I don't know why churches aren't teaching it, because it's right there in Matthew thirteen thirty. He says, first, gather the, the tares. The first one's gathered of the tares. That's what he says. So if the pre-tribulation rapture is there for the Christians to be taken first and the and the, the uh, evil ones later, why is it reversed by Jesus himself? Okay? So check that out. And well, what, back. what's that last we, we, we got another caller. I want to get another caller. So check that out, and then give me a call tomorrow. I'll okay? talk about the tares. Okay, I got another caller, so we're going to move on to the other caller, Luke from Washington D.C. Luke, welcome you on the air. Hi, uh, Matt. How are you? Good. What's your question, buddy? We got less than two minutes. What's up, man? Uh, what happens to animals when they die? I know that some people get very attached to them. Uh, they cease to exist. Okay. So. No, the thing is, we are created in the image of God. What differentiates between soul and non-soul? What differentiates between soul and non-soul? Yes. There's no... What differentiates is the fact that one is soul and one is not soul. That is what differentiates. Okay. Are you there? Yeah, yes, yes, okay. because we created, God created as a living, you know, man is created as a living soul. It's a dog or something is not created as a living soul, not living soul, right? Right, they're not made in the image of God. Nothing in the scripture says that they continue on. The only thing the scripture says continues on are people. That's all. And okay. also script, scripture tells us about the lion and the lamb and other animals being at peace with one another. What that means? Roman day means, 21, we see the image. Yeah. It means that it means that the lion and the lamb will lay down together. That's what it means. Okay. So this looks like an imaginative language. No, you're you're not you're not. Okay, you're not. Uh, how do I say this? Drawing logical conclusions based on the statements. You're doing inference without necessity, and so you're having problems. All right. So the uh, one idea dealing with the issue of do animals exist when they die? Continue on. Nothing in the scripture says so. That's one thing. Then another thing is a lion lay down with a lamb. 
That's another topic, a different one. God can create animals to do that. It doesn't necessitate that they continue on. It might be the case, but logic doesn't necessitate it. That's all I'm saying. And we're out of time, buddy, okay? So, hey, call back tomorrow. Hey, folks, I hope you enjoyed the show. And may the Lord bless you and by His grace. We'll be back on here tomorrow, and we'll talk to you then. Hope you have a great evening. God bless everybody. Bye. Another program powered by the Truth Network.